welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Raziel, and my guest today, very, very special guest, we have Adam Kaplan, NFL insider, SiriusXM radio show host, uh, host of the podcast Inside the Birds, was at ESPN for over five years. Adam, how you doing today, man? Michael, good to talk to you. I'm well. I'm well. I hope you're doing well and your family and friends and so forth. It's certainly challenging, but uh, hopefully, Michael, we will have football in the near future. We will have football in the near future. Positivity, Adam. We appreciate you for that, man. And as I was saying before, the first question I have for everybody, and this is a nice way to start the, start the show off with a little more extra positivity, is how do you make sure that you are winning each and every day? I use a, I use a phrase that I came up with years ago. I was with a company, and they this company made a lot of excuses why things were not getting done. I'm like, why don't you find solutions instead of finding excuses? So I adopted that phrase out of really necessity. And it's sort of an everyday mantra that I, I've adopted. Uh, we, we all can find excuses in life. Clearly, there's a lot of challenges that we have. But I like to control the things I have control of and, and not worry about or, or sort of dismiss the things that have nothing to do with me or things that I can't control. You want to be helpful to others. Uh, you know, something I, I, I pride myself on is being selfless to friends and helping them and when they need me. When it comes to things that are superfluous and don't really... Uh, contribute to my life or anyone who's close to me in their life, I tend to let them go to, by the wayside because we have so much challenges in life, Michael, through social media and what's going on as a country. You simply have to move on. And again, not finding excuses, but find solutions to everyday life. That is a great way of putting it too, right? With social media, I mean, there's so much distraction now and there has been for a few years, but especially now, as you said, with what's going on in the country, there's a lot of things that we could be paying attention to other than work. But as you said, if it's not going to directly impact you, it's not going to directly impact your loved ones and your close friends. Is it, you know, be informed, of course, but is it really worth spending hours just scrolling through Twitter on? Exactly, exactly. What you just said, is something that is challenging because you want to know about what's the latest with the virus information. For someone like myself, I'm looking to find out about training camps, although I'll be informed probably by email whether I'll, whether the media will be allowed at training camps and who will be allowed. But uh, yeah, look, there's certain things I want to know, but the rest of it, I mean, unless it's going to something that's going to make me laugh, I'm probably not going to look at it. But you also want to know how everyone's doing, and that's that's been the challenge of this offseason. It's definitely it's it's been challenging to say the least, uh, but it seems like you're still crushing it. Seems like you're still doing your thing. You still got your radio shows. You got your podcast rolling along, too. And, and I got to ask, man, like, do you just wake up every day and pinch yourself with? I mean, I know you put in a significant amount of work and I'm not going to take any of that away from you, but you got here. You're doing so much stuff. How, how much fun do you just have every single day you wake up? You know, I, lo- I, I would say this, Michael, I'm fortunate as anyone would be to cover the National Football League for, for a living. There's never a shortage of information out there to go get or disseminate and, and help people learn. My whole career has been on learning, not only for me gathering information and learning about the business and learning about how things are put together, but imparting that knowledge that when I came up with the concept show of Inside the Birds, uh, which I host with my friend Jeff Mosher, what we do is our mantra is you must learn something every time you watch. If we've done that, at least We've done the bare minimum of giving you something that you could take with you, that you could talk about with your friends. And when I was at ESPN, uh, we'd have to further stories. That, that was our goal. You'd have to learn something. And that's really the, the secret sauce of my career. And that's why, by the way, I became a reporter. I, I felt in Philly uh, we were not getting enough information. It, it actually would burn me up uh, watching the, the, you know, the game growing up in the 80s. I'm like, what? how do you put this game together? I watched the game. Tell me what I can't see. Tell me what I don't know. And I'm, I'm on this search for the truth. And that's been really the story of my career. 
I love that. And it's a great way to look at it, right? You are in the media, as you said, you are a reporter, insider, you know, you're on the radio, it seems like every day, every hour at this point, multiple shows across multiple channels. So kudos, congratulations, again, very, very hardworking, very well deserved. With that, I guess, so So let's talk about that show for a little bit. You know, obviously, there's a lot of things that we'll hopefully get to in the next 20 minutes. But Inside the Bird, so it's a, it's an interesting concept, as you said, it's a little different than mostly just kind of turning on a, a normal Eagles or, or normal Giants podcast. So if you want a Giants podcast, you know, hey, hand up if you're looking for anybody, of course. But um, what, what exactly is the concept in, when you talk about it? And and where did this idea come from to make sure that you're fulfilling the, uh, the, the, the ex- executing upon that idea? Yeah. So the spring of 2018, a friend of mine uh, named Bill Osborne, who was a practice pl- uh, squad player for the Eagles in the late 80s, early 90s, Bill said, do you want to do radio together? I said, yeah, you know, I'd like to do radio. But one thing that I've not done, when it comes to Eagles information, I've not done my own podcast. So I was like, Bill, let's do a podcast. It'll be a true insider podcast. I'm not looking to do a fan podcast where you, anyone could just do it. Again, you, you've got to learn something every time you listen. So mm-hmm. that was sort of the mantra. And Bill um, you know, Bill has a son who's going to, I think, probably play college football. And he, he wants to spend more time with him. So one thing I want to do is I want to make it a three-man podcast, at least to start. And then we would see what we do after that. So I brought in a friend of mine, Jeff Mosher, who's really the only one I thought I could do the show with me because he had the thirst for knowledge and from an insider perspective. So uh, Bill dropped off at the first two years, uh, first year, excuse me, uh, after 2018. So going into the 29, 2019 offseason, Michael, uh, we became a two-person show. And Jeff totally got it when I explained to him, um, you know, I came up with a concept. We all threw names around. I came up with Inside the Birds because it's an insider show. I want people to know, for instance, when I was hired at ESPN to be on a panelist initially, and then I got a full-time job there, but I was only brought in as a contributor. Uh, my boss then, the guy who recruited me, Adam Schefter recruited me, but uh, my boss would be Seth Markman. He goes, hey, what, what do you think of the show? I go, oh, it's a true insider show. He goes, how do you know that? I'm like, well, it's called NFL Insiders. What else could it possibly be? So I knew it. I knew what that would be about. And this this uh, Inside the Bird show Michael was going to be that. Uh, I wanted you to learn something every time that you would be on it. I mean, you listen and you download it, whether it's uh, on our YouTube channel, you could listen or on a podcast form in any way that you consume a podcast, whether it's Android or Apple. And we're not just going to, we're going to, we're going to break some news. We're going to give you background and a lot of it. And this is what separates us from everybody who's doing it. You're not just getting something that's from the, the team where it's not going to be as critical. Majority of our information, probably 75% of it comes from other teams. And that no one really can do that. And that's why I came up with that concept. I want it to be a show uh, where you don't get just what the team thinks. I want I wanted what the other teams think. And sometimes it's not complimentary. And I, you know, I've we've gotten some criticism for it because it's not what sometimes people, if you're an Eagles fan, you don't like hearing it. But over after a while, if you're engrossed in our show and seeing our numbers lately, uh Clearly, people have really not dropped off. They, this is what they want. It, it, as you know, as a podcaster, you're not going to get it the first couple of months. You got to figure out what your voice is and what they want. They, we have a message board on on Facebook. We could see it by the questions. Okay, this is what they want. So we're going to form our shows over that. So you got to listen to your people. They're telling you what they want, not only by the listenership, by their questions. And we take questions every week, and uh, we have avenues to do it. So we, we're kind of encompassing to answer your question. Uh, we're, we're the, we're the everything for Eagles fans. If you're an Eagles fan, and by the way, we did a show on the giants with our friend, Greg Cosell from NFL films, Greg broke mm-hmm. down the, the, the giant state. One of our most listened to shows in the offseason. We did a Cowboys show, did a Redskins show because they're all from the NFC. So 
not always just an ego show. No, and I think that's important too, right? And and so you being on the radio for so long, being in the media for so long, how do you walk that fine line of giving the people what they want versus giving the people what they actually need to hear? It's a good question. So what they need to hear is the truth. They don't need to hear how great they are yeah. or the Eagles, you know, as a team might be, or how great a player is. They want to learn, is this guy really great? Okay, what does the team think? What are other teams think? That's kind of what we've morphed into. The first year, we were not really hitting. We were not, and I could tell by our numbers, we clearly were not getting it. And then as we grew in the second year, we were growing slowly. And I'm going to say uh, late last season, and this typically happens. I did a show in Philly for 97.5 The Fanatic with a friend of mine, Joe DeCamera, who's now in WIP. We learned in 2015, I was at ESPN, but I was allowed to do my own my own thing in terms of radio. Mm -hmm. um, that was my full-time job, but I was able to do radio on the side. And we did a show because of the controversy with Chip Kelly, and there was a lot going on in 2015. Controversy sells. It's unbelievable. We were, you know, I was giving play-by-play -play of what's, what was going on with him and the team. And I just started to see our, we, we would get access to our radio ratings. And I was like, wow, our numbers have jumped this year. It clearly was because the team was not only bad, people wanted to know why they were bad. There was something going on with Chip Kelly. Uh, look, if, it, if it's a bland coach that nobody cares about, probably not going to be very popular. If it's a show that people find compelling because of the head coach is so compelling, it's going to help your numbers. And that's what we learned about it. Yeah, it's it's that that um, treadmill of mediocrity, right? Like no one really wants to be going eight and eight in NFL pretty soon, right. you know. Sure. It, you know, and so it's it's just one of those things where if you can kind of either be really good or being really bad, it's it's better for the media in that sense because either you have something to to argue and complain about, or you have something to be excited and, and get the fans uh, hyped about. Right, and Michael, on that, it's to inform them. It's not just we're not cheerleaders. Like if you listen to my show, yeah, we might get excited if. Because we like, we like, you know, we have access to information. So we, you know, if somebody tells us that a player of the Eagles is playing an exceptional level, we'll go and, and we weren't aware of it. It's great. It's kind of cool. To, even if the guy's bad, if he's worse than we thought, okay, that's information we didn't know about. So we're we're not excited the guy's not doing well, but we're excited to get information we didn't know about. It again, we're not fans. We call it down the middle. We're not cheerleaders. Uh, we, you're not listening to us. The nine to twelve thousand people listen to each individual in, individual show. Michael, they get it. They, they know that they're going to hear stuff they're not happy about hearing, but they learn something, folks. Open your ears. It's not always going to be what you want to know, but it, as you said earlier, it's what you need to know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and I think um, and you know again, Adam Kaplan, NFL Insider, with us today. One thing that uh, actually, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, you came up on my phone. It may have been yesterday, and it wasn't responding to the email saying, "Hey, can we do the show?" It was, I think you. Um, I mean, I don't know. It was uh, the the Fantasy Life app said something about Jalen Rager, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, 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 yeah. and and how you, yeah, I guess you yeah. came out and you said some really good things about him. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's just really cool seeing that you, you know you're 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 uh, you're in the media, you're doing your thing. Obviously, again, you spend some time at ESPN and. And I do want to backtrack in your career just a second for uh, just to talk about that time at ESPN, but more importantly, before it, right? Like, how do you somebody how does somebody in the sports media, how do you get noticed by ESPN, as you said, getting recruited by Adam Schefter? How do you make sure yeah. that you're putting in all that work, that time, that energy, that effort to land what most people would consider as a dream job? Yeah, so yeah, definitely was a dream job. Best job I ever had. So I would say that just breaking stories and also helping people learn. Having a unique take, my 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 take is pretty much unique uh, because I'm getting it. I'm not always going to be positive about a player or a coach or a situation. So people go, "Wow, here's a media guy who's actually willing to tell the truth." 
they like that. So, uh, no, but it was really, I would say, in the early to mid 2000s and late 2000s and on to you know, the, the next decade. Uh, you know, I was known as a newsbreaker, still do it. Um, you know, free agency was something people knew me for, but they knew that I would have, you mentioned that note of I had Jalen Rager because mm-hmm. I had a crossover in fantasy. Uh, I came from the fantasy business in the early 2000s. I own a, I own a business with two other people. Jay Glazer of uh, Fox Sports being one of them. Um, you know, we we had a relationship with John Hansen of FantasyGuru.com, and I also I've known Matthew Berry. I, I know him as Matt Berry. It's kind of comical. I've known Berry since 2000, so I was heavily involved in the fantasy business. Here's a story that most people don't know about Michael. I actually interviewed for different jobs the same day that Matthew Berry did in 2007 at ESPN. I was going to uh, be part of their insider group, and it, you know I didn't have an agent. I didn't know I needed one, so. I foolishly negotiated my own deal with ESPN mm-hmm. alone, which was dumb. So I learned a lesson. You need to have an agent when you deal with a larger media company. So I get back there six years after that. But to get back to your question, it was just really being thorough and resourceful and getting information out there. And I was known as a specific type of reporter, not just transactional. I would help you learn something that you didn't know about a player. Uh, you know, you mentioned my Jalen Rager stuff. Well, why did I say Jalen Rager will lead all Eagle receivers in, in, in receiving? That's going out there on a limb uh, because he's a rookie receiver, considering they're not having an offseason. Remember, folks, I said, if you listen to me correctly, I said over if he plays all 16 games, I'm only giving him 60 receptions because Zach Ertz is their, their, their number one pass target uh, guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, could be Dallas Goddard, could be Rager. Dallas Goddard should back up to them, but they're going to be mostly a 210 team. So I just used the information that I had, and I went out on a limb. And you know, people want to, people like went crazy when I said Miles Sanders will finish with 15, 18 touches per game. I got skewered by the fantasy community. I uh, said I didn't know what I was talking about, and you know this and that. And then Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach, confirmed it uh, where, that he'd be the starting running back, and there would be there would be no timeshare. Uh, people thought I was out of my mind. And looking at how Miles Sanders and Jordan. Jordan Howard were in a timeshare? Yeah, but they didn't draft Miles Sanders to be in a timeshare, Michael. They they draft you have to the reason why I'm able to get this is because I, I I know the game. I want to learn. I ask questions. I have I I, I kind of know. I know football pretty well for just I didn't play it, but I, for being a reporter. So I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get to I, if I want to know something, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna find mm-hmm. out. That's I'm pretty resourceful and I don't take no for an answer. I'm gonna if you won't give it to me, I'll go to somebody else, but I'm gonna get the answer. I love that. And that's the bulldog mentality you need to have, especially when you are that reporter. And, um, you know, speaking about the Eagles a little bit, you know, Miles Sanders, a lot of people, I personally, you know, it was the off the, the weird part about Miles Sanders, why I thought, you know, they, the Eagles weren't going to want to give him as much is because you kept hearing their name come up with Carlos Hyde. You kept hearing their name come up with Devonte Freeman. They, it looked like they wanted to bring in a veteran person, a veteran back as they had with Jordan Howard the year before. How do you know how to decipher that information as you know, a smokescreen versus, you know, hey, it's just a little bit of depth. Carlos Hyde had, what, a thousand rushing yards last year, if a little bit first more? Time, like, yeah, so first time ever, how, yeah. How do you make sure that the information you're getting isn't just people wanting to put information out in the, in to, to I guess, spread, like, not lies per se, but you know what I'm trying to, I, I'm sorry, I'm oh, not really it, great at asking. A, no, no, I know what you mean. Put out a positive spin on it. Yeah. Uh, that is a challenge, but in this case, you know, I was the one who reported the Eagles were look, looking to bring in Carlos Hyde. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why the Eagles were doing that, they do not want to be in a situation where if, Car- if Miles Sanders suffers an injury that they don't mm-hmm. have an answer, they have to have an answer. If you're starting a running back who's going to dominate touches and they think he's special, that's why they spent a second round pick on a running back. If, if you do that in today's NFL, 
it wasn't when I, I first started covering in the league in 2000. If you spent a second round pick on a running back, maybe he's not going to be the guy. Now he's the guy. There's no doubt. There are rare exceptions in, in Green Bay. We have Aaron Jones and 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 uh, Dylan. But mm-hmm. uh, with the Eagles, their thinking was Miles Sanders is the guy. There's no debate. They wanted someone who could get seven to ten touches. In this case, it would be carries behind Miles Sanders. It would have been had they brought Hyde in, or if they bring De- Devontae Freeman in. It's it's a it's a two man backfield. Boston Scott will not be a factor. If they don't sign one of the, if they don't sign Freeman or the or the Sean McCoy who they're interested in bringing back, then Boston Scott gets those backup carries and it'll be two man backfield mostly. But you, you got to understand uh, the way teams think. Miles Sanders is an elite talent. This is the way the Eagles think. He's special. If you watched his all 22 tapes, let's say you know, week nine through 17, you go, oh my God, this guy's special. That is the way, though there were other couple games earlier, the Buffalo game, the Minnesota game, and this passing caught downfield. Uh, this kid is inc- incredibly gifted. I think he's a little bit, t- he's a little more talented than people knew when the Eagles drafted him. And that's why I'm bullish on him for fantasy purposes and as a football player, there's no question about it. Yeah, I have uh, a couple of good friends of mine. They they dive into this fantasy stuff. Maybe not quite as far as you do, but they definitely, you know, uh, Saquon Light was thrown around a little bit because he has, he's, he's really good, right? Obviously, Saquon's just in another stratosphere, and maybe I'm being a little biased when it comes to that, but Miles Sanders has a lot of, <laughs> Miles Sanders does have a lot of those traits and those personalities, which is very, very interesting to me. And so you 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 bring up, we brought up, you know, reporting and breaking news and fantasy, and and there was a couple other things I have written down here. Um, insider, obviously, injury analyst, or a play-by-play announcer in sports uh-huh. media. Under Yeah, and I'm, I'm excited. I hope I get at least one of those questions in about sure. the, the sure. flag football sure. league, but sure. With diversification, was this something that was very deliberate on your end, especially, you know, the injury analysis side that seems like, you know, obviously there's a few people in the industry very well known for it. But how do you make sure, again, you know, early people coming up in their career or even just people trying to make sure they stick in the industry? How how important is the diversification aspect within the the sports media space? Yeah, Michael, even for now, because of uh, what we're dealing with in a country, so many people losing jobs, uh, you definitely need to have versatility. I get on LinkedIn, I probably get every couple of weeks a college student asking me for help. And I'm going to tell you what I tell them. You must have versatility to your career. I don't care what people tell you. I've worked at the highest levels. I've been through everything. I've been laid off twice in 25 years. Uh, I've done well for myself, but I've also been through some challenges like we all have. And the thing that I've learned, and, and I got some, thank God I had mentors early in my career. Jay Glazer was one of them. Uh, but I had a bunch of mentors. And the one thing I got from them was you must have versatility. And I, I I took that uh, under you know advisement, and I what I did is I could write. Um, I was an editor. I could blog. I was one of the first bloggers on the internet, believe it or not, for fanball for fanball.com and a fantasy site, but did a lot of NFL news. Um, you know, I did my. I actually did a podcast, a fantasy pod. It wasn't called podcast podcasting then, Michael. It was, it was a fantasy show with my nephew Sam Kaplan. Uh, Sam uh, wound up leaving the fantasy business. He actually became a MMA promoter for Bellator, believe it or not. Um, so what, what happened was we did a show for three or four years in Philly and I would have to put it on the internet through what, what's called real audio. I don't even know if real audio is, uh, around anymore, but that would take hours, like 10 hours to get up to the internet. Now you can put a podcast, you transfer it in 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. So things have changed since the, uh, the, uh, late nineties, but moving this forward here, I did learn, you have to be able to write, speak in a variety of ways. And that's been the secret sauce of my career. I'll never. I'll always be able to get work. That I'm pretty certain of. But 
And the money, though, is, is not where it once was. I may never make the money I was making at ESPN. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, my wife and I don't have kids. We've saved our money. Uh, but I love working. I, I, love, I love the challenge of, of every day, which you mentioned earlier about what I do every day. Because you're never as good as you think you are, and it's never quite as bad as you think it is. You just kind of you got to figure it out what you're trying to achieve and, and to just keep going after it. But that's been the secret to, to be podcasting and, and to television. And let's let's transfer to my television, not only ESPN, but my, my agent um, in 2018, it was Memorial Day week. And you're going to laugh at this one. This is what, m- one of the most unique stories of my career. Uh, out of nowhere, my agent calls me. He goes, hey, uh, what are you doing Memorial Day weekend? This is like uh, maybe it's early May. I'm like, I, I have probably nothing. Probably be home if we don't go to the Outer Banks or something or go on vacation. He goes, how do you like to do something for uh, this flag football league? I'm like, be the one with Chad Johnson in? He goes, yeah, that's the one. I'm like. I don't know anything about it. He goes, it might actually be play-by-play. I'm like, I haven't done play-by-play since high school in 30 years. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, you know, actually, Michael, there was, a, there was a, you know, I was in my early 20s. I was actually, mm-hmm. I would tape NBA games because I was a big NBA guy. And I would tape NBA playoff games and do and turn the sound off and do play-by-play. So I, I, knew, I knew the mechanics of it, but I knew mm-hmm. I wouldn't be very good. So I talked to the owner, Jeff Lewis, of uh, it's called the American Flag Football League, at Flag Football on Twitter or, or on uh, IG. And, you know, I, ta- I got to know Jeff pretty well. And, uh, you know, we through talking and we, we gave it a whirl. I did play by play. I did it with Tony Saragusa, Willie Clone on, on, on in 2018. Mm-hmm. I did so well. Uh, when I, relatively well. I'm not great at it, but uh, I got better. And, you know, we, we, well, here's what happened. We did like. 13 to 15 games over two days, mentally and physically exhausted. Like you can't Whoa, do yeah. as many games. It was unbelievable. But th- I could not believe the high level play. And a bunch of former NFL players were in it. Uh, it Steve Smith, formerly with not the Steve Smith, mm-hmm. the Panthers, but one of the Giants, and the Michael Giants, Vick, yeah. and Danny Werfel, and a bunch of guys from the University of Florida. Uh, and the great thing is that it's such an incredible business, an incredible league. And Jeff does such a great job with it. That they would do it at the Jets complex. We would do it on their fields, indoor and outdoor, depending on what the weather would be. And we would have come back this year, but because of the virus, we, it's on hold. But Jeff does a great job, just an incredible job. He's uh, great. He, tell you what, this guy's got a great vision of what he wants to be. And I'm incredibly blessed, incredibly blessed to, to work with Jeff and be a consultant for him right now. So we'll see what happens there. But yeah, that's my play by play. I would like to do more play by play. I uh, I did a little bit of sideline reporting. For the Philadelphia Soul, mm-hmm. the uh, obviously of the Arena Football League, but the, you know, as you know, the AFL folded. Yeah. But I definitely would like to get into more play-by-play because it, my energy is what gets me by. I'm not the cleanest at it, mm-hmm. but I got better at it because I would watch my tape, and it's not. I hate watching my tape. It's really painful because only only thing I point out is the errors, not anything yeah. that's good. That, Absolutely. That, by the way, one more one more point. You talked about how to get through life. Be your own harshest critic. No one should ever be a greater critic than you are of yourself. That is absolutely positively what's got me by because I beat myself up a little bit too much. Uh, I've been told uh, I would uh, a little bit. I was told that by my uh, my my performance coach at ESPN, Jerry Madelon, is that who's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. He he told me he's like you got to stop getting on yourself too much, You're not pointing out how much better you've gotten since you started. So, but again, the secret to life is you got to be more critical of yourself than anyone else possibly could. Absolutely. Yeah. And there, there is that fine line, as you said, you do have to make sure you're, you're, you're complimenting yourself every once in a while, because obviously you didn't get there by mistake, right? Like the, the negatives really do, as long as you're paying attention to them can relate to the positives. And I think that part's very important. Yeah. And what I do is I go, okay, that was good. No, this needs to be cleaned up. What are you mm-hmm. doing? Why were you not looking, to, you know, in television? 
you know, the camera, they say, will find you. But sometimes I would look at the wrong, wrong camera. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it wasn't SportsCenter, I was on NFL Insiders, which was an ensemble show. It was either three or four people, depending on what time of year it was. And sometimes I didn't look at the right camera. Or I turned my back to someone I was talk- that someone else you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So you pick up these little things, the nuances of television, because no one really knows it. Until you get onto a network level, you really don't understand the mechanics of television. So different than podcasting, do your show here. If you watch it back, you go, you know what? You'll find something you can be better at. It's as good mm-hmm. as you might think you are. You can always find something to improve. That's that's it. Get something, do something a little bit better today than you did yesterday, and right. make sure you get a little bit better at it tomorrow. Um, and Adam, the last question I have for you, man. I mean, you are on. I think you're on multiple serious radio shows. Are you doing anything still for the the Eagles on, on radio, or is it just the podcast? No, no, no. Coming? Just my just, just my show with Jeff. Just just our so, show. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Inside the Birds. Yeah, I, I actually used to work for the Eagles for three years. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. 11, 12, and 13. 13, I was just pretty cool. I was acting for, I work for Comcast Sports Center Philly, which is now NBC Sports Philly. The Eagles website and I and um, 97.5 The Fanatic. I had a show on the other radio station. I was the only person, I think, in Philadelphia sports radio history to be on both stations at the same time because the Eagles own their own show in WIP. And so the WIP could not tell me what to do. They could not mm-hmm. take me off their station. So that was cool. 2013 was uh, certainly the height of my career, and uh, that's fun. Because again, I got to do—I got to be on so many different channels, and I could—I got to see. Because getting reps is another thing. Like you do mm-hmm. your daily show, do this win daily show. The more you do it, the better off you're going to get. And because I was doing so many different platforms, radio, television, and internet, uh, I was able to see and watch and go, "Oh my God, this is bad, man! You got to get better at this." But getting reps, man, that is the key to television, folks, or radio. You're not going to be great at first. You're not going to even be good at first. Even Tony Romo thinks everyone is, you know, everyone thinks he's great. He's not the most polished guy, but mm-hmm. he's gotten better. Believe yep. it or not, people, he's gotten better yeah. every time he does it. I didn't really like him that first year, but after that, he started to figure himself out a little bit more, and I really yeah. did start to enjoy it. So shout out Tony Romo. I guess we had to get a little bit of Cowboys talk in there, but that's enough for them. But no, sincerely, Adam Kaplan, NFL insider, Sirius XM radio show host, podcast host, Inside the Birds. Adam, where can everyone find you on the internet? Yeah, so Kaplan NFL on Twitter, Kaplan NFL on IG. Uh, make sure you follow uh, our show Inside the Birds if, you, if you're an Eagles fan. But if you're a Giants, Redskins, or Cowboys fan, we did shows with Greg Cosell from NFL Films where Greg breaks down each team's tape. Uh, we, you know, I, I cover a lot of people who follow my career. know I do a lot of Raiders stuff. Uh, depending on the team, depending mm-hmm. on the time of year, I'll have, I have great Bill stuff coming up. I had some great Seahawks stuff. Uh, on our website, InsideTheBirds.com, I'm not just doing Eagles stuff. I'm not... I, I do. I cover all 32 teams, so you're going to see more stuff. Uh, me, me cover other teams, more inside stuff about who's winning these roles and what does the team think about this player, what's come down the pike, and opinions on coaches from on the coronavirus. You're, I got that coming out. So check me out on Twitter at Kaplan NFL. Appreciate it, Adam. Thanks so much for your time, man.